This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by Fish Flight Entertainment. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we normally pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart of the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work, capital T, capital W. Today, like much of the world is these days, we're doing our work a little differently. We are, in case you didn't know, in the midst of a global pandemic. The YVR Screen Scene Office has closed its doors temporarily because the Vancouver film and television industry, much like every other industry, has all but stalled. Before we locked up the YVR Screen Scene Office, I grabbed a bunch of recording equipment and duct tape and MacGyvered them into a hopefully temporary studio in my bedroom. So instead of the usual angry organic delivery drivers in the background, you're probably going to be hearing from my cats, Wade Wilson and Vanessa, and the human members of my family too. Okay, so today we are welcoming someone back to the podcast who means a great deal to many of you and to me, Nicole Oliver. Nicole is an actress, a voice actress, a director, a teacher, a leader, and so many other labels that seriously we don't have enough time to get through. Many people know and love Nicole because of her work as a voice actress on beloved animated series like My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and Littlest Pet Shop. And more recently, she's expanded into voice directing and was involved with Molly of Denali, the first ever children's show to feature an Alaska native as the protagonist. She's also got another project coming out right about now that she's going to tell us all about later on. But the reason that I invited Nicole to speak with us today is because Nicole is that friend in my life who tells me the truth when I need to hear it most. That wise friend that I'm always tweeting about Nine times out of ten, it's Nicole. She's taught me so much about self-care and boundaries and what it means to be a parent and keep my sanity as a parent, and that perfection is a myth. And those were the conversations we were having before the world went sideways. She's one of my go-tos to talk through whatever needs talking through, and I hope that I reciprocate that in kind. So that's why I wanted to talk to Nicole today, to talk through what we're all going through. And because I know that self-care and family is important to Nicole, we're going to talk about how she's caring for herself and others during this surreal time. Surreal, a good word. Fucked up time. Uh, And then we're going to end with a rapid fire game of favorite things. Nicole Oliver. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. I love you. I love you too. I miss your face. But I 
I miss your face too. Although I will admit, can I say this? I mean, sure. uh, you're like, yeah, I don't even know what you're going to say, but sure. Thank you. That's a lot of trust. <laughs> when I've been tweeting about Skype plus wine dates, uh, Nicole and I have done two of those and yes. they have been brilliant. Awesome. It's just great to see everyone and drink. <laughs> you know, well, have a cocktail and, and actually it's really a lot more intimate than going out to meet somewhere because you're inviting people into your personal space. So yeah. Everyone kind of gets, you get a, a really a, like a behind the curtain look at how everyone really lives. The good, the bad, and the ugly. But um, Oh my God, because I'm in like this dark bedroom. I put up some Christmas lights to kind of zhuzh it up. But, but, you know, we don't have in my bedroom, we don't have a window that looks out onto the world. So it's like I'm in my cave, like my bat cave my cat cave and then you're in your girl cave and i won't say how everybody else is living but it's uh yeah it's been very revealing very revealing i just discovered though that you can blur the background on your skype calls so that's uh that's an option i might be taking use of in the future but nicole yes you know, one of the reasons that, uh, one of the many reasons I love you so much is that you have such a good grasp uh, on what self-care looks like. And so I'm wondering, what does self-care look like for you right now in the midst of, you know, all of this shared trauma that we're going yeah. through? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's, it's evolving. I've had to really... You know, I've struggled with anxiety and depression my whole life. I have mm. social anxiety, which when I share that with people, a lot of them go, are you kidding me? But a lot of actors do. The reason yeah. I like being an actor is because I can be other things. It's not that I don't like who I am, but being able to put other skins on, other other tones on, other flavors on, you know, it just helps me deal with me, I guess, from a selfish perspective. But yeah. self-care for me has evolved oddly into what probably on the surface would sound like the antithesis of it but scheduling has hmm. been self-care for me so what i mean by that is it's really uh intoxicating in times of struggle and um and duress like we are all under to uh do what i call hiding from the aliens <laughs> you, you go in your room and you crawl under every heavy blanket you have and you turn off all the lights and you just stay there yeah um and while absolutely if you need to do that for a bit that's something you need to do to nurture your soul do that but i don't uh, for me anyway by giving myself a schedule that includes self-care in it yeah it allows me to function in a home with three other men i have two teenage boys and my husband and Mm. Um, you know, so I try and get up around 7.15 every morning and even just meditate or just breathe. Yeah. Breathing is interesting these days. You know, I think a lot of us are probably breathing from our shoulders. And FYI, our lungs don't live there. Yeah. Our lungs are these three-dimensional beautiful things that need back, sides, and chest to rise and fall to fill and move, right? Yeah. So breathing, starting my day, and then I'm working out downstairs. I've kind of set up a little workout studio and I'm either um, zooming into my yoga studio or zooming into uh, my friend who's a trainer and working out and uh, 
I love that you're taking advantage of the Zoom, which I'd never even heard of before the pandemic. And now everybody's using it. And it's fantastic. Mari does karate over Zoom. It's fantastic. I mean, we just have to be my little FYI plug, you know, Skype and FaceTime have better encryption and better security than Zoom does. I think they're quickly Uh, trying to address that. So, um, you know, for parents who are going to be maybe looking at that for their kids, um, there's a function on it called the waiting room, which look into more just as a layer of security. But Mm -hmm. making sure you're around your kids when they're using these fantastic tools to connect. But, you know, there's something called Zoom bombing now. That's what I heard about this morning. Yeah. Where hackers are coming in and doing stuff. And, you know, it's always people in times like this. Uh, people's too generous a term for those scum of the earth that take advantage of others. Yeah. But, um, a wise friend of it, mine once called people like this energy vampires. Yeah. Uh, I know that term. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Lots of those energy vampires. <laughs> But no, self-care is, self-care is more scheduled. It doesn't mean it's regimented and yeah. tight. There's room for flexibility. But um, that has given me, you know, I get up and then I get dressed and I put on lipstick, girl. I'm, I'm like, you know. Yeah, I put on lipstick too. Heck yeah. Lipstick. And uh, I am uh, really rocking the cozy chic. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I'm just trying to do that. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. You know, what I love, though, is that going into this, you now I know that you haven't had you don't have it all. You're a human being. You don't have it all figured out. No one has it all figured out. But you you I think more than almost all of my friends like had such a good sense of boundaries and self-care. And a lot of that was just because of making it a priority and lived experience, you know, so that going into this, you knew what you needed to do to get through this unprecedented time. But like, what are your, what, what kind of, for people who didn't make self-care a priority before this time, you know, where's a good place for them to start, do you think? Because what I've learned from you is that it does look different for everybody. Absolutely. I think probably one of, you know, I've said to my kids, for example, like, what do you, I kind of challenge them saying, what do you like to do? And is there something you would like to learn? And, you know, um, and I'm also making them journal. And by the way, um, I'm trying to journal. I've never done it in my whole life. And I really admire writers. And I'm trying. And sometimes it's only two words. Yeah. Usually, usually they're explaining, <laughs> fuck off or something like that. You know, this sucks. Um, but I'm trying. So, yeah. I, you know, self-care. Like, I love gardening. I love smells. I love, uh, like, good smells. Not bad smells, but good smells. I love cookbooks. So, Things like, you know, right there's aromatherapy. You could, Mm. you know, diffuse some good smells around you. You could, you know, the perfume, if you're a lady that maybe you're saying, or I don't know, guys wear perfume. You know, the smell, the cologne you've been saving for this special day. Guess what? It's here. Yeah. You know, um, spraying it in your sheets before you go to bed. Uh, If you like cooking, it's going through cookbooks and and challenging yourself to to make something from scratch if you've never done that before. So or, to like to actively chase bliss and to not so. put off enjoying things like because I actually did that a few, like last week 
when I was, I mean, I've been going through waves, as you know, sometimes I'm motivated and other times I'm in the pit of despair. I think I'm getting, finding my footing in this, especially since Mari started homeschooling and we have a schedule that we're keeping to, and that helps gives me some meaning. Uh, but I've been drinking my usual, you know, my early morning first cup of coffee, not out of the faded mugs, but out of these beautiful antique teacups, because I collect tea cups. I don't know if yeah. you knew that about me, uh, but I collect teacups and I was like, I never drink out of these. Maybe like when I do a Christmas tea or something, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to start drinking the, my coffee out of this. And it makes such a difference that yeah, use the good stuff you've put away for a rainy day. Cause guess what? It's here now. Yeah. You know, and, and even, <sighs> So you don't want to get a dress all dressed up or, you know, if your bliss is, is, is exercise, then, then run around your house. Or if you're in an apartment, run around your apartment. I saw a video of a, and it incredibly motivated me. Yeah. He's a long distance runner, a marathon runner who was in isolation in France. He did 43 kilometers, which is a marathon, I believe, um, on his deck, which was like what? seven feet long oh so he ran back and forth for 43 kilometers wow training and i was like first of all that's dedication but that's also his self-care yeah and as opposed to getting freaked out by the limitations and the boundaries put on us by others i think what i invite myself to do and encourage my friends to do is to have the courage to lift the boundaries you put upon yourself yeah you sure do that don't you yeah, i try you Someday, fuck you do some days it's good, some days it's not. But, you know, I've also, I mean, I got, here in my home, I got colored lights all over my house. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I still, I've left the, well, they become party lights outside after mm -hmm. Christmas lights, the, the adjective changes. I'm putting those on every night, and we've got almost the whole street now is either um, put back up their Christmas lights and we're turning them off at night. Oh, um, beautiful. Which is gorgeous to look at. I have twinkly fairy lights everywhere yeah like everywhere <laughs> and um i yeah. have you know i and i'm trying to also support if it can you know local business so there's a store on main street called the flower factory which i love yes incredible florist and they are offering they now have an online store and you can go in and order flowers to, for delivery to others if you can, are that financially um liquid at this point yeah or if you want to order something for yourself yeah so I, and then they'll deliver or you can go pick up and so I'm trying to support the local businesses that give me joy like the bakery up the street where you get the nice fresh bread because carbs right now are my friend I'm not mm. going to lie you know or uh match carbs are I mean you've always been telling me to eat the bread so I don't well, know if that's what I would have told my 20-year-old self. Yeah, just eat but, the bread. But, you know, like, so little things. Like, I, so I have right now in my room, I have pink lights everywhere and twinkly lights. And I have a bouquet of peonies and mm. a ranunculus in an old silver antique vase. I have a candle going. I'm wearing perfume. Clean I put perfume on for this conversation as well, even though it was Clean over Skype. Underwear. Clean underwear. That's always good. Oh, I, and, great. Uh, I moisture <laughs> and then moisturize with an inch of my life. You know, skincare is one of my passions. So I went through my cupboard, Sabrina, and I emptied out every product 
every sample, everything, and I'm going through it all. And yeah. if it's all gone by the end of this, then that's okay. That's okay, yeah. Because we'll I will it. have great looking skin and I'll feel good. Yeah. Who are you worried about? Because I know that you are like me. We're worriers. We try not to be, but we are. And I'm assuming that, like, you're worried about some people right now. Like, who are you most worried about during this scary, uncertain time? Many levels. I'm worried about our young people. Yeah. Um, uh, Young people like teenagers, kids in school who... Well, kids in school, you know, education's important, but it's that social connection that helps to create. And, and that generation is so challenged by their faces and their phones and making those human connections that yeah. um, that are meaningful and, and help them figure out who they are and who they want to surround themselves with as they move forward in life. And so I'm a little concerned for them, but also not because they're way ahead on this uh, new connection way over the internets. That, yeah, they you know, were doing it anyway. You know, and so uh, it's just now, like my older son said to me, their conversations he's having with his friends are actually way more meaningful because mm. it's not just, you know, play this, do that, go there, shoot that guy, whatever, because they're doing video game and then they talk about school. Yeah. They're really talking about, like, they got together and played music and talked about that. And, and so, you know, that's cool but I worry about that I worry about my mom yeah um just I mean she's a nurse she was a nurse so she's taking this serious she's in Ontario there's a bunch of news coming out today I think there could be greater restrictions on movement yeah our freedoms and civil liberties which is an interesting concept but political um but necessary um but then there I also know some of my other friends whose parents just think whatever and are you know, wanting to come over and wanting to see them. And, and um, I would love to see my family too, but why put anyone at risk right now? Yeah, because we don't fully understand how this virus works. So we don't know that the things that we're doing are even going to make a difference, right? So the best thing, I mean, we had somebody from our community uh, reveal his his status a couple of days ago publicly. It was Ryan Robbins, and yeah. and he and he's somebody from a small town, you know, in BC, and there they were quarantining, and he just. He shared it because he wanted to say, look, if you think you don't know somebody who has it, you do know somebody and please just stay home. That is the best thing you can do is stay home. So stay home. God, stay home. Stay the fuck home. Um, Can you talk a little bit about uh, the important? Now, I know you are somebody who loves to surround yourself with beautiful things and yeah. you also love to watch a lot of TV and movies. That's not yeah. judgment. I mean, that's like, that's what we do, right? So <laughs> tell me about the importance of art with an important H, an art, art during art. a time like this. Well, you know, Chris, my husband and I were talking about this last night because it's interesting in other times, you know, during the Second World War, right? When um, he was talking about how his family, his parents, they would paint out the headlights of the car 
right? When just leave a little slit in case, because they didn't want anybody to see them to be bombed, right? So the, the, oh, yeah, of course. The, the danger at the, during that time was was something we could see. I think that's also why this is weird, because you can't see the microbe, right? Yeah. It's tiny. But you could see it. And so art became this way to escape, uh, to provide um, a promise of, of better times to come. And a lot of art is collaborative. The tough thing with this situation we're in is there's no way in hell you can do collaborative art without breaking all of the guidelines that are going to keep us all safe and he- and healthy. Yeah. So singular art, the the artists, the painters, um, the people who write music and perform on their own. It, it's it's ev- it's art is evolving in how it, I think um, when we get to the other side of it, it's going to be interesting what we can use. As a, as a trampoline for our emotions during this time, you know? A trampoline for our emotions. Okay, that's going in the journal. Promise me. Because that is a, that is quite the turn of phrase. Well, I just can't, you know, that because that's what it is. We're in this, right? We need all this, all this stuff is bouncing off us. And, and in some of it, you bounce really high and low. And it, I just like images. It works sometimes. But yeah. Art is so important for so many reasons. Much like why I like surrounding myself with beautiful things. I love looking at beautiful things and art is all around it doesn't have to be a a painting by van gogh or Cezanne, or it doesn't have to be you have to listen to an opera there's all sorts of opportunities for art that's like right near us and even in our own home that can give us some joy yeah how we arrange things and just the the art of doing something with meaning right but art is it's so important and it's so uh, you know, you asked me who earlier who also I'm worried about. It's the artists because a lot of us are journeymen, journeywomen, mm-hmm. and um, you know, uh, it's a calling, it's a craft, and yeah. uh, very few artists in Canada live above the poverty line. Yeah, um, and everyone else, a lot of people have a secondary job to keep you know contributing to the economy and to living and all the rest of it and those secondary streams of employment for many artists have also been taken away so uh and a lot of us don't qualify for ei and 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 so yeah. you know we're always been very solitary in our pursuits of our passion and looking for others and and so i almost feel that we're very solitary in right now it feels that way in our um pursuit for support yeah um, Although our unions and all the rest of it are doing a great job in communicating with us and yeah. giving us a platform, like being that trampoline for our emotions, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know. Not, UBCP ACTRA has been very active. It's been great. But there's yeah. been no nothing really like, go here, get this, and this will help. Like, there's nothing like that quite yet coming out. Yeah. So that's the group that I, I worry about. But, you know, the artists get us through it all. I mean, music and Oh, you know, I put on, uh, it's really cool. I've been listening to some some music I never probably would have tuned into if not for the fact that my kids and I are in such close proximity. And I'm like, well, what are you guys listening to? Yeah. And, and they tell me, and we have time now, right? Yeah. We can sit and have these conversations. So there's an artist named Tame Impala who was, who was coming here in August. Um, really cool, kind of like down funk, uh, I think you'd like him, Sabrina. Tame Impala, yeah. check it out. But just really, really kind of like massive attackish e, but different. And <sighs> um, so like, you know, I'm finding some really cool new things that are inspiring me. But the importance of art 
I mean, I like to speak in T-shirt slogans. I can't fit it on a T-shirt to express how important art is. But, <laughs> but um, you know, it is. It must be. And um, it will be here when we get through to the other side. And I just ask all artists to stay strong. Yeah. Are, are you worried about the film and TV industry, the BC film and TV industry surviving this? Well, first of all, what is a nine billion? Well, ours is what four, three point nine billion. Yeah, I I'm not worried about it surviving, but there's many tears to it, right? I yes, mean, absolutely. There's the actor level, and then there's the creatives level, and then there's the, the you know the the crews who are out there working hard every day. Who, yeah. Who who frankly have those full time kind of jobs, right? Yeah. But, you know. Not everyone, I understand. Not everyone can have access to that. But you know, if you're, if you're, uh, there's might be five actors on a show, and then there's how many crew members that are getting this continued employment. So we all make our choices where we go. Um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a bit because, especially here in BC, we've been so reliant. I'm going to be hopeful yeah. that maybe this will spark our. Canadian production or Indigenous production. Yes. Back here, you know. So that's my my hope. And not just people who've done it before. I think, you know, there's there's a bunch of people who've got some great ideas. And maybe through some mentoring, some opportunities might come up and 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 maybe we can do our stories. Yeah. I mean, because even before even before the pandemic, uh the I think the you know you called it indigenous, but it's like what I what I would call like locally produced BC produced yeah. uh, f- productions had fallen seventy percent year to year. You know, despite mm-hmm. the fact you know that you know we are this multi billion dollar industry, but it was you know it was definitely not equally balanced at all between you know service and you know our own. IP, you know, so maybe there will be more of a, I want to hear our stories, you know, I want to hear, I mean, I love all, I love it all, but I especially love the work that holds up a mirror to what we as Vancouverites, you know, the we contain multitudes, right? We have a lot of stories to tell, so. Well, you know, I was excited. Now, I don't know if family law was set in Vancouver, but yeah. Sure. I, was I, I don't know about that show because it was a global show. So it's a Canadian produced show mm-hmm. shooting here. You know, we like Susan Nielsen, great writing room. Sorry. So friends, Hanya Bennett's in the writing room, right? Yeah. Um, great cast, uh, Jewel State, great role for her, oh, you know, yeah. and I was really excited about that possibility because also for actors, okay, yeah, you can get a guest star. You can get really juicy parts because they're hiring locally, right? Yeah. Where with all the U.S. stuff and bless them. You know, for most actor people, um, it's one or two lines. It's a yeah. day. It's 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 less than a part time job, and it's not a sustainable craft. So, yeah. uh, and for some people, they they get lead roles and they rock it, and it's fantastic. But you know, just generally speaking, to ha- and even you know, the theater. I've always I'm not from here. I'm from that city with a capital T well born in Ottawa raised in Toronto (laughs) but you know so I got to be careful but you know just the theater scene I actually starting to feel like theater was starting to grow 
Mm. You know, there was starting to be more little productions popping up and in more frequency. And, you know, Mitch and Burry were doing more things. Yeah. I was just getting really kind of vibey. It wasn't just, and even, you know, Ashley Corcoran at the, coming into this. Uh, at the Arts Dark Club. Club yeah. Was really starting to shake up the programming. I mean, this year was a little weird. It was her first transition year and I think kind of stuck to legacy. But looking where she was going with it all, it was really exciting. And yeah. And then it's just kind of all stopped. So, you know, it's like when you get on a, you know, when you get back on the bike and you haven't been on a bike in a while and you've (laughs) got to get going and maybe you're going up a hill and it takes a little bit to get your balance. I kind of feel we're going to be soaring in a little bit, but it's going to take some time. We're going to soar, but we're also going to be a little sore. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to soar, but you'll be sore. There you go. We'll there was some wordplay. I love it. We'll start as a penguin and eventually we'll fly like an eagle. There we'll you go. Fly like an eagle. Okay, tell me about Starbeam. Tell oh, me. Because speaking that's. Of, speaking of flying. Speaking of flying, that's a segue. I love a good segue. So listen, Starbeam is a great cartoon series. Kickstart Entertainment um, did it. And um, uh, Loris. Lunsford and Jason Netter were the uh, creators. And um, Starbeam is about a family, little Zoe. Um, Super and cute. And um, her best friend. And she's a, she lives with her grandpa and her mom. But it turns out they're all superheroes. <gasps> and so, um, yeah, it's kind of, she, you know, she has her life going to school and has all her friends. But then she's also this superhero. And there's these recurring villains that show up in town. And mm. The animation is really pretty. I mean, it's really bright and vibrant. And I just, you know, it's, it's, they're calling it kind of a, kind of for eight to, probably seven to 11, seven to 10 year old. But the writing was really fun. And um, I think, you know, it's something you can watch with your kids or even watch on your own because, boy, a little brightness is not a bad thing these days. Well, we're going to watch it. Uh, as part of uh, free time and homeschool because Mari's totally that age group. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but we're superheroes. Yeah, I know that I heard that about you guys. Yeah, I I know. I won't tell anyone. Okay, thanks. (laughs) So, um, but Nahani, the the young lady who plays um, Zoe, our star beam, is Nahani Mitchell. And her her mama is Keegan. Oh, oh, I oh, I might have just had a just had a Skype and wine date yeah, with her last know. night. Yeah, Keegan Connor, yeah. Keegan yeah. Connor Tracy. That's yeah. right. Wow. And she did a beautiful job. And then Dean Petru, who's oh, I think he's got another. He's an he has an on camera series apparently dropping today mm. on uh, Apple. This kid just he's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, is in it and uh, other uh, beloved voice performers uh, from from BC, but people would recognize from all sorts of shows. From yeah. we have Vincent Tong, who's one of the voices of Ninjago and has done these <laughs> million things. We have Sam Vincent, who's done everything. Um, uh, Marika Hendricks, who's in My Little Pony and yeah. the other thing. Diana Carino, who was the voice of Barbie for years, plays the mom in Starbeam. Oh wow. Um, so, so this is like a incredible cast that you got to voice direct. I did for I think we ended up doing 34 11 minute episodes. They're going to they're going to roll them out. There's only 8 available right now and, so, yeah. and we did like 8 shorts. 
And then my other plug is my beautiful niece, Abby. Abby! Plays Stella, who's one of the younger girls at the school. And Stella loves Starbeam. Um, And so um, my niece, Abby, is is not a newbie at this. She's, this is her second series for Netflix. She's Chip and Chip of Potato, which is on Netflix right now. So, um College is paid for it for that kid. But, yeah, no um, kidding. She's so talented. But it's so much fun to get to work with family. Like, but I gotta say, like you were voice directing people that you have collaborated with in a different way before. You know, yeah. was yeah. it? You know, I'm thinking about Vincent, and I'm like, I'm thinking anybody that you worked with on My Little Pony or Little Pet Shop or any of the dozens and dozens dozens of other shows. Like, was it like? Like what challenges or joys did you joys. face? It's oh, joys, right? I, directing I those love people. Voice directing, you feel like such a part of the team. You know, and the other thing, talking people I've worked with was really so. There's a, a voice director, Terry Classen. I yeah, I think 29 years ago, he and I did. I worked with him on many cartoon shows like The Cramp Twins, and and then Terry kind of evolved into voice directing and. And, you know, he was like, God, I want to get back into acting. And he's our grandpa. And he's (gasps) awesome. So it was really fun for, I think, for Terry and I, because, you know, I'm used to him directing me. And now I was directing him. And and that was just fun. I think what I try to do is, what I really wanted to do was break down that wall between the studio and where everybody else sits. Mm. Just some of the things as a voice actor I wish... I wish would have happened to me, like being introduced to all the executives and having an opportunity to create a relationship. I know it sounds like it should happen, but it doesn't always. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, and so many actors come, these guys are so great. And I was like, well, let's just try and make it a little better. Like, why not? Let's let's just push it a little better. Can you try? How about we try this? Let's, you know, or, uh, you know, I'm looking, I want you to play, like really inviting, uh, trying to create a space where the actors felt if they wanted to do something they could ask for it and we would definitely embrace it and support it yeah but also you know let's not just rest on our laurels a little bit let's see if we can kind of push our own edges a little bit so Mm. that's what you know but not in a collaborative way so that's what i I love you are finding your groove as a voice director oh it's fun i love it i mean i love performing don't get me wrong I'm, i'm not going anywhere um, and you need a grandma. That's I'm, I'm here for you. But, uh, <laughs> well, that's uh, why I said you are expanding into it and not that you're moving into it. Like this is you are still you are doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And you're just doing more and more. You ready to play some favorite things? Yeah, let's do it. OK, so these questions are courtesy of Mari Firminger. She's nine. Okay. And okay. these are very pressing questions. And you're not really allowed to have that much time to think about it. Sorry. Oh, okay. 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 Here we go. Favorite okay. song to cry to. Don't Stop Believing by Journey. It happened the other day. It usually was a joyous song for me. But if you listen to the lyrics, given the circumstances, I was sobbing like a baby. Favorite karaoke song. Same answer. Oh, yeah, I have to know. You know, it's gone to Everybody by Backstreet Boys. <gasps> everybody. Because then I actually get down to the floor and do the moves. Oh, my God. We're back yeah, again. again. Yeah, that one. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's the favorite. Uh, favorite video game? Favorite video game? Uh, really not a big fan of all of them, but I do like Rainbow Six because I like the books. Oh, favorite junk food? Oh, Hawkins Cheesies. Yeah. 
Wow, that's so East Coast, eh? Uh, Favorite superhero? Wonder Woman. Favorite supervillain? Oh, you know, that's that's a tough one. Can I, does it have to be from a a comic book? No. Because my favorite villain is still Sleeping Beauty, you know? When she turns and she goes into the the dragon at the end, that I have nightmares. I love her. Okay. That is yeah. terrifying. Favorite show from when you were, favorite TV show from when you were nine years old? Oh, Fantasy Island. Great answer. Favorite film from when you were nine years old? Well, Star Wars. Which one? Well, uh, uh, there was only the first one out at that point. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dating myself, but yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Favorite hot beverage? Oh, these days rum toddy. <laughs> In the hot tub, right? Mhm. 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 Mm-hmm. Favorite vacation destination. Like where are we going, Nicole? And this is all over. Well, Greece. Yeah. Yes. Right now my favorite vacation destination is my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's I would. I wish that I could go to your backyard right now, but I'm not because I'm staying inside, sheltering yeah. in place. But it's you created a beautiful space. Thank you. Favorite animal? It. Cat. Yeah. Uh, favorite advice to give people making? Okay, Mari didn't write this last one. I did. Uh, okay. Favorite advice to give people having a hard time making their way through this. Crazy time. Oh, so many. But maybe I think the simplest would be breathe, trust in yourself. This shall pass. I'm breathing. I'm listening to your advice. Just breathing. Yeah. You know what actually helps help me to to breathe deeply? It was when I it's an exercise that we used to do when I was first starting voice lessons. And it was to lie on the floor with your mm-hmm. back on the floor, and you put a couple of back in my day we had these phone books, and it would be <laughs> pages where their everybody's phone number would be, but you could find a book that's heavy, like a bunch of those, and then the you the task would be to breathe so that the books would bounce but that you would also feel your back like touch the floor as well I don't know if I'm describing that well but it was about learning how to breathe so deep that you're like filling up something all around your waist yeah, well, it's like I was saying, our, our lungs aren't in our shoulders Yeah. so you know, you need to breathe the front, the side, the back and let it go all the way down farting is fun, I say Parting is fun. I'm, those are your, that's how we're ending this episode. That is <laughs> perfect. That is so you. Nicole, I love you. Thank you so much for love spending this too, time Penny. with us today. Of course. Um, Thank you. And to our listeners, I have many new episodes of the YVR Screen Scene podcast already recorded. I will continue to release new content twice a week. This, in addition to the 70 plus episodes we've already released in the last year, because we have been productive over here. 
We've got you covered, and we'll also record new episodes, just like this one, over Skype, as long as we're able to do so. Uh, I don't know why I have that, as long as we're able to do so, as if, like, a time might come when we're not able to do so. Like, we're just going to do it indefinitely until we get back into our old way of doing things in the studio. That's how I'm going to say it from now on. But please, in the meantime, keep in touch on social media at Wavier Screen Scene and also by email at Sabrina at YVRScreenScene.com. You are not alone. We are all going to get through this. Thank you for listening. This ad begins with a story about an important but largely forgotten piece of Hollywood North history, the fish flight. In the 1980s, the fish flight was an early morning flight from Vancouver that delivered fresh fish to Los Angeles before the start of the business day. These were the early days of Hollywood North, before digital deliveries and fast transfer speeds, and the pioneers of the Vancouver film industry began loading up the fish flight with film reels so Hollywood execs could review the footage shot on the previous day. The fish flight was also one of the building blocks of the visual effects and animation mecca that is present-day Vancouver and Fish Flight Entertainment builds on this legacy. Fish Flight Entertainment serves the games, film, and television industries. We remember the days of the Fish Flight and attack our projects with the same passion as those pioneering days of yore. We believe in jumping off the cliff and building our wings on the way down. And who knows? That old fish with improvised wings may even fly. Learn more about Fish Flight Entertainment at fishflightentertainment.com. That's Fish Flight Entertainment dot com.